1: <laughs> <laughs> the fall guy only in theaters may 3rd rated pg-13 this is the on the banks podcast follow us on twitter at otb underscore sb nation now here's your host lance glenn Hello everyone, I am of course your host Lance Glynn and this is episode 22 of the On The Banks podcast, our Rutgers men's basketball season preview. If you don't already, you can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore G11 and of course you can follow On The Banks on Twitter as well at OTB underscore SB Nation. If you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you can find them on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Just search On The Banks Podcast You can find them on SoundCloud, just search OTB underscore SB Nation, and of course, you can find all of our episodes at OnTheBanks.com. Fall sports are coming to a close, and now winter sports are beginning. For all the coverage of every Rutgers sport, make sure to go to OnTheBanks.com. This is our men's basketball preview episode, and the team begins their season Friday at 7 p.m. at the Rack against Fairleigh Dickinson. My guest on the episode is entering his third year at the helm of the men's basketball program and has certainly brought excitement back to the rack. I will be joined on the episode by head coach Steve Peichel. We will speak with coach about the upcoming season in a little bit, but first I want to give my preseason picks on who I think will finish as top scorer, as the top newcomer, and give my prediction of the team's final record at the end of the year. I think most will agree with my prediction for top scorer. You know, Geo Baker comes into the season as the guy. No more Corey Sanders. Geo will be the main ball handler. Now, granted, obviously, the ball will spread around the floor a lot more now with Corey and Deshaun Freeman gone. And also, the depth scoring, I believe, has improved greatly. I think those two things, however, while you'd think they would take points away from Geo, they will help Geo get more open looks than people think. You know, he can create his own shot. The scoring around him with Peter Kiss, Montez Mathis, Eugene Amarui, and so many others, they'll help draw the D away from solely keying on Gio Baker, and I believe he will finish this year as the team's uh, leading scorer. Looking at all the new faces, you know, I wrote for on the banks that Jacob Young will have a much bigger impact for Rutgers this year than expected. Yes, I know he's ineligible, but the fact is that he will go against the starters while he's on the scout team. And that's incredibly beneficial for the people that are playing. You know, he is a big 10 starting level guard. And the guards who are eligible, Geo, Montez Mathis, Caleb McConnell, so on and so forth, they will go against him every practice and he will make them work. In terms of on the floor, I think Peter Kiss will be the top newcomer. You know, he will be that second scorer next to Geo, whether he starts or comes off the bench, he will provide big minutes. And most importantly, he will be in there late because he can shoot free throws. Finally, this season is one that is all about continuing the progress and development from two seasons ago and, of course, from last year. This team has more depth than when Coach Peichel took over. That's obvious. But there is still a lot of ground to make up. You know, I think the Scarlet Knights this year will go 13 and 17 and finish with five Big Ten wins. If my prediction comes true, that means they would have gone 8-2 and two in the non-conference, which looking at the schedule would be great. I mean, an improved non-conference, Seton Hall, Miami, St. John's on that, Eastern Michigan is no gimme, Fordham's on the road. So 8-2 and two in the non-conference, that means that they either won all the games they won and upset somebody or maybe lost the game and managed to upset two teams. So that would be a great finish to the non-conference if they are able to go 8-2. And then the rest of the way in the Big Ten, they would go 5-15, and 15, which would be an improvement from the three Big Ten wins they'd had uh, the previous year. I'm excited to see this team starting tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to watching them improve. Remember, this program is on an upward trajectory, but it's still a process. There will be good times and bad times, but I am certain this team will be fun and will certainly provide a quality product for Rutgers fans that go watch the games. Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Glenn. He has certainly brought excitement back to the rack. He begins his third season at the helm of the Rutgers basketball program Friday at 7 p.m. against Fairleigh Dickinson. I am now pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Scarlet Knights, Steve Peichel. Coach, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: Lance, I've been great. I'm excited. Uh, this time of the year it's Christmas time for us, <laughs> college coaches. It was exciting last night to watch some college basketball and uh, uh, I know we're looking forward to uh, Friday night and starting our season off uh, on a good note.
1: And and Coach, look, I want to, you know, every, let me rephrase that, after last season, you know, every fan was, was so excited and upbeat after the Big Ten tournament run you guys had. You know, it really energized the fan base, especially with the tournament being so close at Madison Square Garden. How did the program build off the momentum that was gained? You know, what were some of the things you, your staff, and the players did this off season to put yourself in the best position to continue developing after last year's tournament run?
0: Well, you know, I think first of all, you saw the power of you know Rutgers Nation in in, in New York City. Um, you know, our fan base, our alums, our um, students, our dance team, our band. Uh, you know, there was a power for those. Uh, those games and, and um and then an excitement um, about Rutgers and Rutgers basketball. It's a great university and you saw it on the biggest stage and you know for my team I think first we were healthy. I mean Geo had a tough spot before that tournament. He got healthy, he lost a lot of weight. I think Gene had dislocated his knee. He was back healthy. I think Mike had that fourteen game stretch where he didn't play Mike Williams. He was back healthy and you know, I think we've competed all season long. We kinda of put it together, you know, down the stretch and played a really good Minnesota team that was a top twenty five preseason team and obviously Indiana's a perennial, you know, power in our conference and across the nation and, and then, you know, played the the team that I thought was, you know, the best team in the in the Big Ten all year long, last year, Purdue, you know, right down to the wire. So I think we carried a lot of that momentum into this year for the five starters that were on the court, you know, for those games are back this year. And I think we've added some unique pieces, too, and, and you know, with a couple red shirts and a couple freshmen um, that are going to add to the excitement.
1: You know, Coach, you're now in year three of the rebuild. How would you kind of gauge the progress that's been made so far? Would you say, you know, the program's on schedule or maybe even ahead of schedule of in terms of where you thought it would be at this point?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited where we are. I think we're up in every area. You know, our grade point average is up. I think, you know, people coming to the games is up. Season ticket holders are up. Our recruiting's up. And I also think the returning players have continued to get better. I talked a lot about that. You know, in my press conference, the ability to develop players. And I think Eugene Omaru is a perfect example. Like, he's gotten better. And Shaq Dorson has gotten better. He's in great shape now. He's lost, you know, probably close to 50 pounds, you know, since I've been here and is running and jumping better than ever before. So, you know, I think a lot of the things I wanted to lay out, a, a program that played hard and competed, um, You know, obviously, we went from seven wins to 15 and 15. That's a huge jump in in the best league in the country with 14 teams that have been great for a long time with Michigan and Indiana and Maryland and Michigan State and Ohio states of the world. These teams are elite programs with elite tradition, you know, so I feel really good and I retain my staff, which was a huge thing every year. They try to steal my assistant coaches, <laughs> as they should, and um, and they haven't been able to do that. So uh, I'm very excited about the continuity, too, in our program in my first three years.
1: So, Coach, let's take a look at the team, and there have been lofty expectations placed on Geo Baker coming into the season, and look, for good reason. Obviously, he had a big freshman year and now seems to be the go-to guy this season. How do you see Geo kind of reacting to those expectations, and how have you seen him improve this offseason to build off of last year?
0: You know, I mean, Gio's got a great mentality, and he's got a great approach, you know, to basketball. I think he, his job has been, from day one, he arrived here as the 414th best player in the country. So there were no expectations. No one knew his name. Um, you know, well, I was criticized in some ways for taking him. And uh, now people realize he's a really good basketball player. And um, I think he's one of the best young guards in the in the conference and and i think he's going to continue to improve and uh, play with that chip on your shoulder when you're 414 and you think you should be a lot higher than that and um he's taken on a whole new role this year um played 33 minutes a game last year i told him he may have to play 43 minutes this year <laughs> and uh he's his body's ready for that mentally he's ready for that and you know, he's going to have some help, too, because I think other guys have been through some wars. Issa Chom has been through a lot in his three years, and Eugene Omaru, better, and Shaq Dorson has been through a lot. He's a fifth-year senior now and has a chance to have a special year, too, as, as our only senior. And, and so I think, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting year. It's going to certainly be a, a, a year filled with uh, obstacles for Geo, but um, Geo is up for the task.
1: And, you know, Coach, last season you obviously had the three captains, Mike Williams, Deshaun Freeman, and Jake Dattica. This year, a change in leadership, now Shaq Dorse and Eugene Marui. How have Shaq and Eugene grown as leaders, and do they kind of have a different style of leading compared to your three captains last year? Yeah, I
0: mean, they're very different. I mean, Eugene, you know, is as hard a worker as we've had in the program. So his example is unbelievable. And every day in practice he's energized, he works his tail off, you know, he brings an approach and a toughness, you know, to that position, and he's gained a lot of, you know, our players' respect for how hard he works. Um, Shaq has been here five years. He's the most mature guy. Um, he now has become one of our best practice players, too. He really gets the urgency. Sometimes when you're a fifth-year senior, that you play with a little different urgency and you practice with a little different urgency. And he's brought that, and they're very likable guys. So everyone really, uh, you know, has embraced their leadership. And and G.O. too is part of that leadership, um, you know, threesome. Uh, Whenever your quarterback is is a worker and, and a very good communicator, it really helps, you know, helps everyone too. So I look forward to having great leadership. I really do, but a different style of leadership.
1: And, you know, you mentioned how hard a worker he is. Eugene obviously took a big step forward last year and looks to have improved even more this off season. Do you think even with all the improvement he's shown, he can still get better? You know, he's got the length, the toughness, certainly. How good can Eugene be, and what can fans expect from him this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Eugene's going to be a double-double guy, you know, in a great league, and he can do that. He's evolved to that. His versatility is, is much improved. Keep in mind, as a freshman, I played him at the three spot. You know, as a sophomore, he played as a four-man and sometimes at times a five-man. You know, I think this year now he can guard all five positions, one through five. So not many players in college basketball are that athletic and that strong physically and that quick, you know, to be able to guard five guys. So he's become like such a improved player. And on the offensive end, I could play him at, you know, probably four positions, you know. So I think um, he, you know his versatility really separates him, and I think he's going to be a, a fan favorite and have truly a great junior year and even a better senior year.
1: And and you mentioned Shaq as well, you know, in his fifth year. He's been through bad times. He's been through good times. And I think one thing that's always kind of plagued him were the injuries. And he's finally healthy now. You said he, his body looks good. You know, how much has Shaq Dorsen improved? And what can fans kind of look for uh, out of him, you know, being his final year?
0: Yeah, you know, I really think, you know, people will see him, you know, as a shot blocker too, which I don't think they had a chance to see for the last couple of years. He was always playing from behind, He was always just getting cleared in in November, December, you know, for the season. So you're going to see a new and improved. His free throw shooting is better. His athleticism is better. And, you know, and his leadership and and, and just the fact that he's really embraced his role as a defensive presence for us on that end of the floor. and, And a shot blocking presence has really improved his stock tremendously.
1: You know, Coach, you have a number of new faces or newly eligible players on your roster. I want to start with the most recent recruiting class: Kayla McConnell, Ron Harper Jr., Shaq Carter, and Montez Mathis. It's obviously a much anticipated recruiting class. What can fans kind of expect from each of these guys? And, you know, you haven't been shy. You haven't shied away from, from playing freshmen. Should we expect, you know, a lot of these guys to get some serious minutes?
0: Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to play some serious minutes. Um, You know, I like the fact that we don't have to throw them all to the Wolves like we've had to do the last couple years. You know, uh, I remember the first day we started, you know, Issa Cham. He was 160 pounds, 61 pounds, uh, probably wasn't ready, and we threw him to the Wolves. Same thing with Eugenio Marui, and then last year with with Mamadou and with Gio. um, Now these guys have some veterans, you know, on the team, and we have two guys that we redshirted to, Peter Kiss, and who's a veteran now, he's a third year of college, and has played in a lot of games, especially his freshman year at Quinnipiac, and then Miles Johnson, who redshirted last year and practiced all year, so, um, you know, our freshman class, you know, they're not going to be counted on the way it has, has happened in the past for freshmen, um, they're very good, they all bring something different, and, and they're going to play a ton. Um, and I'm really excited about them. They all bring an offensive skill set that we hadn't had in the past. They also bring a little bit of edge and an i q about them and um and a teamsmanship they're they're great teammates and uh they're very very likable and uh they're gonna you know do a great job with our team chemistry and give us some added depth at a lot of spots.
1: you know you mentioned two guys that are now eligible, uh Peter Kiss and Miles Johnson, starting with miles, you know. He's coming off a redshirt. Obviously, going from California all the way to New Jersey, he's been talked about as someone who has good touchdown low, who has good hands for a big man. You know what should fans look for for the big guy?
0: Yeah, I mean he's a terrific low post scorer, and he will be our best passer. So we have a six foot eleven guy who has a seven foot seven wingspan, who you know can really score in a low post and will be our best passer. So. Uh, to add him has been invaluable, and to his credit, he's lost thirty six pounds from last year, so he's transformed his body. Dave Van Dyke, our strength coach, has done a terrific job with him, and um, you know he's a really good basketball IQ guy too. So he adds a different dimension that we haven't had um, in the last couple of years.
1: And the other guy, Peter Kiss, you know he's going to be looked at as someone who can help carry that load offensively. You know, this offseason, he's drawn the praise of many reporters and observers. What makes him such a dynamic offensive player?
0: I mean, Peter can shoot, pass, and dribble. And, and uh, you know, he's a triple threat offensive player, and he's a terrific foul shooter. So he brings a lot of dimensions to us, and, and he's one of our best athletes. So he's a 40-inch vertical. Um, so he brings athleticism. He brings triple threat. He's got an edge to him. Um, And, you know, he's played college basketball games before, so it's it's not the first time he's gone up against, you know, great, great players and, and, and great teams. And, you know, I think having him with a little experience under his belt, you know, really helps out our young guys.
1: And you mentioned it earlier, uh, you know, it's important that you kept your staff together and you were able to do that again uh, this off season. How important is that to the rebuild to make sure that you have that continuity with, with all your coaches coming back year after year?
0: Well, you know, I think if you look back over, you know, Rutgers basketball, we, there hasn't been a lot of continuity over the last 15 years, you know, with staff and with head coaches and assistant coaches and, you know, to be able to... You know, retain my staff to be able to be six months away from our practice facility open and to have a new court, you know, put down with the New Jersey logo on it. You know, there's just a lot of good things happening right now with with um, you know Rutgers basketball, and very thankful like to the administration that are you know getting some things done that. Have been you know priorities for Rutgers basketball, but for whatever reason we haven't been able to build a practice facility. we haven't been able to you know renovate the court. We're doing those things now, and uh you know it's exciting it's an exciting time, and you know keeping my staff, which I think is one of the best in the country is is you know important um it's important in recruiting it's important in developing players, and these guys all are capable of being head coaches so um we're not gonna have them forever um uh, but the good part is is we year three. Um, we have that great continuity and I think, uh, you know, better days ahead for our program.
1: And you mentioned some of the good things happening for Rutgers basketball you know, right across from the rack, the RWJ Barnabas Performance Center, it's getting closer and closer to being ready each day how much does that excite you and what is that building going to do for the future of the program?
0: Well, you know, it's exciting it shows the commitment that Rutgers University has made to, you know, the Big Ten and, 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 and basketball it's also, you know Going to help the wrestling program. It's going to help the gymnastics program. There two two great coaches there, and we have one coach on staff here at Rutgers who's a Hall of Famer. It's going to help her program tremendously too, and it's going to be a game changer for men's basketball. You know, anytime you have a f- top-notch facility that's open and available to your players, you know, it really um, enhances their development. And we're a big program, and guys getting better. And if we're going to continue on that path. Um, We have to have the facilities that that recognize, you know, the time that needs to be put in to develop players in the right facility and the training facility to do that. So, um, you know, it's going to help us, and it already has helped us tremendously.
1: You know, Coach, looking at the schedule as a whole – uh, right in the middle of non-conference play, like last year, are two Big Ten games. And I know there's been some mixed reviews about that. What's your thoughts on you know not necessarily having that traditional non-conference play and having you know, non-conference, then Big Ten, then non-conference again, and then getting fully into Big Ten play? What's your thoughts on the way the schedule is? You
0: know, it's the schedule, so I don't have a lot of say. In any <laughs> that's of true, it. that's true. Yeah, I mean, so you play what's on the schedule. Every year we're challenged. Our first two games are usually against the two best teams in the Big Ten, um And again, this year will be you know the same. We're Michigan State, I think, has picked one in our league, and then we all know how good Ethan Hap is, and and the great job they do at Wisconsin. And so you know we're going to be challenged. No matter who we play in our conference, but we always seem to you know get two of the best teams right off the bat, and you know it tells you a little bit where you are, and you know when you're developing programs and don't have a lot of seniors and don't have a lot of juniors. You know, it just makes it more difficult, but our path is, is difficult. We have Miami, who's been one of the best teams in the ACC. We have St. John's, who this year's picked, you know, in some polls, you know, one, two, three in that, you know, Big East. And then, obviously, we're going to challenge ourselves every time we play Seton Hall. Great Seton Hall team, three straight NCAA tournaments. So, we got go to go to their gym and play them. So, our schedule is challenging from day one, and, you know... Uh, we're going to hopefully be up for all the challenges
1: and i guess you can kind of spin it really you have the two big ten uh, conference games in the, in the middle of the non-conference and you mentioned Mich- michigan state and wisconsin miami seaton hall st john's those games are you can kind of spin it are going to get you ready for big ten play because those are big ten caliber opponents
0: yeah i mean we have 20 wars in our league and you know maryland to ohio state everyone challenges and nebraska's best team ever purdue's won 25 league titles you know, it's it's a great league, and uh, we're excited to be in this league. And, and this is a great league for us academically and athletically. And, uh, you know, we got to figure out ways to compete against the best teams in the country, the perennial powers um, that we're going to face all the time. And, and those non-conference games, those teams are all... You know, high-level, high-level team. So um, it, it makes so I don't sleep a lot at night.
1: <laughs> but nobody cares
0: if the head coach is sleeping. So, <laughs> uh, you know, um, and, but that's the challenges that we have this season. And we're going to continue to have those same kind of challenges moving forward.
1: You know, you t- talk about sleep, and I had uh, C-Viv on a couple uh, weeks ago. You know, she told me she gets up at 4 a.m. Uh, for these 5.30 practices. Are you the same way? Are you up at 4 a.m.? know what? I think,
0: you know, <laughs> any, any one of these coaches, you're up for a lot of reasons (laughs) reasons you know sometimes it's not just to be up for a practice it's because you're you're thinking about your team and you know you're worried about things and you know it's just not a lot of sleep going on right now for any coaches um I, i don't require a lot of sleep and that's the good thing Uh, but, you know, I want to make sure my guys are getting plenty of sleep because they have to fight through all the screens, not me.
1: (laughs) Coach, a couple more before we let you go. You know, look, this team uh, in your first two years here, defense and rebounding, have been kind of the two staples. Is that going to continue now into year three? Is it going to be, you know, a team built off of, you know, getting on the boards and, of course, uh, defending when it's time?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you try to build programs and all kinds of things. You want to be good at every aspect of it. Um, Your talent sometimes bases what you can be as a program. And, you know, uh, I always felt like you win games on the defensive. It's 50% of the game and rebounding is 100% of the game. So you rebound on both ends of the floor. If you could do those two things really well, it gives you a chance to be in every game and compete. Um, As your offensive talent set gets better and as your skill set gets better on that end of the floor, that really helps. Uh, but your defense dictates if you can win games or not. Your offense dictates by how much you can win those games by. And, you know, we've been really good in a couple areas. Hopefully we'll continue to be really good on the defensive end of the floor and rebounding because I know our offensive skill sets have gotten has
1: gotten better. Coach, last one. You know, it was an exciting end to the year, obviously, as I said before. You're now in year three. there will There will be a lot of new faces on the floor for your team this year and a lot of familiar ones that have obviously improved. What's your message to the fans before the first game of the season on Friday?
0: yeah, enjoy the season like there's ups and downs in seasons. we've gotta figure out we have six guys that we're gonna be playing that haven't that didn't play a basketball game last year um but it's an exciting team, and we got many challenges on every front um uh, but I think, like in the past, uh Rutgers basketball getting better, and they gotta enjoy the journey and and we're gonna certainly be. Uh, challenged in a lot of games against some of the elite programs in the country and, and I always say this is this is a great year um you know to continue growing and we're gonna continue doing that and we hope to be at the dance at the end of it.
1: Coach, I think we all hope that. The team opens up Friday night at 7 p.m. against Fairleigh Dickinson. I want to wish you good luck in Game 1 and all season long. You know, All of Rutgers Nation, we are really rooting for you and your team. Thank you so much for coming on the episode.
0: Lance, thanks for having me on. We'll see you on Friday.
1: I want to thank Coach Peichel for coming on the episode and previewing the players and the team overall so close to the season starting. I am so excited for Game 1 against Fairleigh Dickinson, and I can't wait to see how much this team improves, progresses, and develops over the season. That is what I believe, you know, this season is all about. As I said earlier, look, we're only in Year 3, and while fans are excited after what happened in the Big Ten tournament, this rebuild will still take some time. Just enjoy it. Enjoy watching the team each and every game, and enjoy the development that you see. I believe this season will be a success if the team in March... Is a lot better than the team we see against Fairleigh Dickinson on Friday. I know that some of you people have mentioned the NIT or you know, maybe even a more minor postseason tournament, but relax your expectations. Don't put anything unnecessary or unreasonable on this team. Just give Coach Peichel and his staff and his staff the time. I am confident, just as I'm sure many of you are, that big things are coming to the rack. This season will be fun. It will be filled with ups and downs. There'll be times where you want to jump out of your seat. There'll be times where you want to pull your hair out. Just enjoy the process. Enjoy the rebuild. Big things are happening for Rutgers men's basketball here on the Banks. Follow On the Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On the Banks Podcast.